Super Talk Mississippi media production. And now it's Coast View with Ricky Matthews. Brought to you by AG Chase Systems and Networks on Super Talk 103.1 FM. Welcome to Coast View, the, the show that every single day celebrates the men and women who are making Coast of Mississippi such a great place to live, work, and play. I hope you had a great weekend and that your Monday has started off on a, on a wonderful note. Uh, you know, when I look back at my career, both at the Sun-Herald and the other publisher roles that I had across the, the Gulf South, I remember um, the, that one of the most che- treasured relationships that I had as, as publisher of those newspapers, and especially the Sun-Herald, I might add, was the relationship that I had with the local law enforcement uh, community. That's why here on COSU, we spent a lot of time talking to fire chiefs and police chiefs and others who are involved in law enforcement. <clears throat> it's a tough, tough world they work in, and they keep us safe. And I think there's a lot of movement across the United States these days that are about bringing more focus to why we should respect them, why we should help them, why we should fund them, why we should love them, <laughs> because they keep us safe. And certainly that has never really been a big issue here in Mississippi, especially in coastal Mississippi. We're fortunate to have incredible leaders here uh, in this in this community all along coast of Mississippi. Um, most recently, though, one of them, Chief Wayne Payne from the, the Abbeville Police Department, announced his retirement. And I couldn't help but wonder, why didn't I already have him on on, on uh, Coast View, because we go back a long way. Uh, he, he, uh, he had been in law enforcement for many years, has a great story to tell. He built from the ground up the D'Iberville Police Department. He is an incredible uh, law enforcement leader here in coastal Mississippi and someone I've known for a lot of years. I knew him long before I was the publisher of the Sun-Herald, certainly knew him as publisher of the Sun-Herald. And we're friends on Facebook. I've been able to keep up with his wonderful family. And uh, he's just a good guy. And he's part of this pain legacy, the pain family legacy. And I'm thrilled to have uh, Chief Wayne Payne on with me this morning. How you doing, my friend? I'm doing good. Good morning. Yeah, I, I can remember the mobile medic days. Uh, when, when Ricky Matthews was a paramedic there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you were you were at the Gulfport Fire Department then. So you uh, listen, yes. man, this we go back a long long way. So and I've always there. liked you. You've always been a likable guy. Um and you know, it's interesting to just I kind of followed you along the way, but once we had that connection, we just kind of kept it over all those years. That's true. And uh time flies though, doesn't it, Wayne? It does. It does. It just seems like yesterday that uh, I uh, walked in the doors at the Gulfport Fire Department as a rookie firefighter. And uh, 28 days after I started that, I married my uh, high school sweetheart, Paula, and uh, we're still married 47 years later. Wow, so much to say, man. You've done, you've literally done it all. Uh, you, you literally built your career from the ground up. And uh, and you landed there in D'Iberville, and we'll talk more about that in just a second. But, you know, you, you're part of a pain, pain family legacy. Do you, do you feel that? Oh, certainly, certainly. We, uh, in the pain family, we have a, uh, a uh, public servant mentality. And uh, from uh, my father and my uncles and my cousins, and uh, we uh, have been in law enforcement and public servants all, all, all along the, the Gulf Coast. And uh, 
we were we were brought up right and we were brought up to do the right thing and and uh it certainly uh you know i, I just didn't wake up one day and i was this uh police officer it, it i had a lot of help along the way uh different chiefs of police that uh, uh hayward hargrove and george payne and larkin smith and i i mean i can go on and go on about the different chiefs that uh, has uh, helped me in my career I know all those men so well. I knew all those men so well. <clears throat> it's uh, it's amazing how time flies. I mean, you mentioned you mentioned Larkin. What an incredible man he was, and what a what a tragic death. My my wife actually did an internship for him when she was at the University of Southern Mississippi, and um, you know I already knew him. I just knew him. I actually when I was in advertising at the Sun Herald, handled handled. His the advertising for his campaign for for the Sun Herald, but I knew Larkin well, and you know he'd gotten to Congress and was just who who knows where Larkin would have ended up had he not oh, had this untimely uh, death. It's unbelievable. There's no telling where he'd be today. Unbelievable, just unbelievable. Man, we've touched so many people. I mean, George Payne. I had Jace Payne, who's now the communication and marketing manager for the city of Gulfport. I had him on the show last week. And Jace is a, a bright young man making his mark and coach young professionals and, and in other ways. But he's not alone. There's a, there's a whole cadre of pains that are coming up, isn't there? Yeah, that's right. Both my sons are in law enforcement. Matter of fact, my oldest son retired from the city of Gulfport Police Department, and uh, he started his second career. And uh, uh, my youngest one is a lieutenant with the Bluxy Police Department. So, uh, and I've got a granddaughter that's a dispatcher with DMR. So uh, we're all over the place. <laughs> you are all over the place. Does it seem like, I mean, you did build that the police department from the ground up. Does it seem like you just came there in a lot of ways? It, it really does. And they hired me in 2007, and uh, Richard Rose was the city manager at the time. And he told me, you got 12 months to build this. And I said, that's plenty enough time. And, and I can remember the October 1st of 2008 when we were taking over. I still had stuff to get done, and, and I said, boy, this year went by fast, but 14 years later, um, you know, we started out in a double wide. We went to a refurbished building, and then we're in this new state-of-the-art building, and, and uh, this building is amazing, and, yeah. and my guys are, are certainly uh, proud of it. Our citizens are proud of it, and uh, it's going to be here for a long time. It, man, it's really, I, I agree, it's a special place. I had the opportunity after Katrina to work closely with the city of D'Iberville because when we had these charrettes with architects and planners from around the world, including the Prince of Wales Foundation, uh, the the um, uh, uh, architect the, and planner from Miami that worked specifically with the city of uh, D'Iberville, they stayed engaged with him long after the charrettes were over. And I actually attended some public meetings and spoke at them for, for the mayor. And, you know, you, I mean, think about, think you, you think about the, 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 the impact that, that Mayor Quave had over all those years. And it, oh it literally gosh. it just, it literally just mirrors your, your sort of ascension at the fire department, but you guys had to be big time partners to get to where you are today. He, uh, he is truly an ambassador of this city and, uh, he, uh, it, it's remarkable. I, I, the, he has so many ideas of, of where we need to go, and he has helped helped so many, including myself, so many people in this city. 
Uh, he loves the city, and he, he uh, certainly love it, loves its employees. You know, if you go back and look at the history of D'Iberville and its unique relationship to Biloxi, it is interesting that it has evolved in a way that uh, has been complementary to Biloxi, the way I would say it. You know, it's it's pretty interesting. It used to be sort of the people lived on the North Shore and they were in the county. They weren't in this incorporated area. It becomes the city. And, uh, you know, a lot of really important moves are made from an economic development point of view that made D'Iberville, in a lot of ways, the center for a lot of retail commerce in, in coastal Mississippi, for that matter. But there were some smart moves made along the way, weren't there? They certainly were. And uh, i got to put us above Luxy now. I'm, I'm a D'Iberville guy now. So, uh, <laughs> but uh, it, it really, truly, it uh, it's just, it, it's exploded in the economy here. And there's so many... Uh, great ideas that's coming up from our city manager to our our councilmen and councilwomen and and then the mayor. They they truly love this city and they truly love what they do here. They became aware of the need for a sort of a town center. They created an entertainment district after Katrina and uh, knew that that could be maybe uh, a big contributor to the city's success going forward. You know, the, I mean, if you look back now, of course, we could understand every aspect of it, but uh, you know, the, the the Scarlet Pearl coming out of the ground, becoming what it is today with great leadership, I might add, in Luann Pappas and what she does there. But yes, it's contributed yeah. greatly to the city, hasn't it? It certainly has. And, and uh, the, the Scarlet Pearl and Luann uh, have been tremendous partners with this city. And the things that they've been able to do for this city is just remarkable. I, I can't thank them enough. It is. So many complimentary pieces. <clears throat> and what that meant, though, is that during during the time, I mean, you go to you come to the city of D'Iberville is sort of this new city. People really not sure what it's going to become or what there's going to be of it in the in the years to come. So you come there. A lot of unknowns, really, in 2007 when you came there. What I mean, you 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 didn't you had to build this thing from scratch. The, the mayor is in the aftermath of Hurricane Katrina. And there were a lot of unknowns still, weren't there? You know, when 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 I started and and you started in this business, uh, Diabrowell was known as North Biloxi. And uh, when when uh, Richard reached out to me and said that they want to start their own police department, I said I'll help any way I can. And then we came over here, and uh, what a great city! What a great city! The the mayor opened up his arms and said, "Welcome to my city." <laughs> uh, the citizens opened up their arms and said, welcome to our city. And we have such a great working relationship. You know, we built partners with our, our clergy. We built partners with our schools. And we built partners with our, our business leaders. And, and it has truly, it has truly uh, been a success story here. This is Chief Wayne Payne from the D'Iberville Police Department, who just recently announced his retirement. And I want to remind people that, you know, why did they start building a police department in 2007? What was actually happening before that? I'll remind you, will remind you what that relationship was and how they how they actually dealt with their law enforcement needs and the evolution of the department over so many years. We'll see you after this break. Listen live or on demand and watch episodes of Coast View on your laptop, desktop, or on your phone or tablet by going to supertalkmsgulfcoast.com. Talking to the people that help make the coast such a unique place to live. This is Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. 
Welcome back. I have uh, Chief Wayne Payne from the Diaberville Police Department who just recently announced his retirement. And when we went to break, we were talking about him coming on in 2007, forming this new department. But the city was formed in 1988, one of the youngest cities on the coast. What did it do between 2008, excuse me, 1988 and 2008 when it officially launched its uh, it's a police department. They had a great relationship with the Harrison County Sheriff's Department. Tell me more about that, Wayne. You know, in 1988, after the incorporation of the city, the, the policing needs were met by the Harrison County Sheriff's Department. Uh, Larkin Smith and Joe Price and George Payne and Melvin Bristolari and uh, uh, Troy Peterson all contributed to the success uh, of the security of this city. And uh, I certainly can't thank the sheriff's department enough and matter of fact we still contract our dispatch with them it's incredible all those names man names and you know neil rash was in the midst of all that <laughs> neil was in the middle of that yes yeah so uh all these old friends of ours and and you know gosh all these incredible names in law enforcement so you know as you look back on your tenure certainly forming the department was a big deal and getting it to where it is today but when you look back on it what stands out in your mind what are you most proud of you know the the men and women you know we've we've had so much so much challenge over the last few years but the men and women that that and i've said this many times that pin that badge on every day, leave their homes and come and protect us. That's what I'll remember. Wow. Um, when you look at what's happening, in the, you know, you heard what I said at the beginning of the show about sort of the national situation and this, you know, too many communities are torn between where they should support their, their law enforcement uh, men and women or whether they should somehow be in this kind of, uh, you know, T tearing them down, I guess, is the best word. You don't experience that in your role, do you? I mean, you, we the relationship between the community and the law enforcement people in Diaberville, for the most part, there's always going to be exceptions to the rule. It's pretty good, isn't it? It really is, and, and we've, we've enjoyed that all along this coast, really. You know, one of the first things I did when I got here is I formed a partnership with our churches. And uh, uh, Preacher King, uh, Tabernacle Preacher Davis, uh, we we came together and we didn't have an agenda. We just wanted to talk and and uh, uh, we sponsored a lunch here. I started it. We sponsored a lunch. The preachers came. We sat down and we just talked. And then from that point on, about every quarter, we'll go to a different church and we'll sit down and we don't do nothing but talk. And uh, we do that because when the moment comes that we have a tragedy or have some kind of thing. They, one, they're going to know that we're going to do what's right, but they can pick that phone up and call and say, hey, Chief, what's going on with this? And, and uh, I've had several conversations with all the preachers with events that have occurred along this coast and, and tried to explain to them this is why the officers had to do this. You know, that's so important, Wayne. And, you know, I've often said throughout my career that those tough situations in the community really tough situations that could have been a real divided moment, whatever the situation is, where there could be people on, on, on either side of an issue and about to go to loggerheads with one another. The time to time to solve that problem is not 
is not when you have a problem. The time to solve that problem is before you have a problem. So you can already know each other. So you can already know what your intentions are, what your motivations are, that you're good people who want to serve the community so that when you have the problem, it's a lot easier to come to grips with one another because you're not, you're not, te- you're not challenging each, each other's motives. You already know what your motives are. It's important, isn't it? It's very important, and and we have that relationship here, and a lot of chiefs along the coast have that relationship with their community. Uh, we, uh, once again, that's one of the first things I did here because I thought it was so important, and uh, we got a great working relationship with our preachers, and and they truly help us. Matter of fact, we have a, a local church here that that uh, during our Mardi Gras parade, they come and they cook for the all the officers. Man. That's 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 so that's so special. Um, I've mentioned this on the show a couple of times, and it seems to be notable more recently. But the University of Georgia football team coach had these—I think they called them skull sessions—where they brought the players together and they talked about their backgrounds and what their challenges were in life, and they got to know each other better. And it helps create a team. When people have respect for one another and understand where they came from and what their challenges and, and in some cases opportunities were in their lives, they get to know each other better. They trust each other. That's, that's, that's what makes your team so good there at the police department. Your team knows each other. And this outreach that you mentioned, whether it's the police chief of, of, uh, of Gulfport or Biloxi or anyone else I talked to, they put, and now you've testified to the fact that you do as well, put an enormous amount of energy into reaching out to the community. And and it pays off, doesn't it? Yes, it does. You know, police can't be everywhere. And, and when, when uh, something happens in a city, those phone calls that we get and saying, hey, you need to check this out, you need to check that out. One of the other things I did when I started here is that I reached out to our schools and I, I we started a luncheon every July with all the principals of the schools in our in our jurisdiction. And uh, once again, no agenda. Just wanted to get them to know our school resource officers, school resource officers to know their principals, where they're going to be, so we can look out for the interest of our children. And uh, once again, another great working relationships with the Harrison County School System. Wayne, you've had, you know, you go back and look at your career. You you've literally reinvented yourself, I don't know how many times because you've you've had you've had the chief role in Long Beach, you've had uh, significant roles in Gulfport, you've had significant roles in Harrison County Sheriff's Department and and now you've built this one from the ground up. Of course, as you mentioned, you started as a fireman. Um it's hard to believe so many, I mean, so many chapters in your life have come and gone. I mean, in retirement, as you look back on that, does it does it amaze you that you're now at this moment, really, essentially, I guess, another retirement, really? But is this? How do you look back at your career? You know, you you look back and you just uh, you pray that that you've touched some lives, and I think I have. Uh, I look at all the. Uh, the guys that have gone on that are that are uh, chiefs of police that, that were under my uh, command and uh, Keith Davis, the deputy uh, commissioner for Sean Tindall. I mean, I can go on and go on and name list Leonard Bavania, uh, Alan Weatherford, Steve Barnes. I can go on people that 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 I helped along the way that uh, are. Uh, chiefs of police and uh, CEOs and deputy commissioners and uh, Clay Jones was my deputy chief and now he's my boss. Uh, 
you know, that, that old saying, watch that ladder as you climb. So uh, <laughs> uh, he, uh, of course, Clay's done a good job here. It, I, again, all those names you mentioned, unbelievable. Of course, you, Leonard Papania, former chief of police for the city of Guffport, is now the chief administrative officer for the city. And, uh, you know, the city has as a goal economic development, keeping the community safe and blah, blah, blah. You I mean, just think about how the sum total of all his experiences to work in the homeless community and how that helps him today. But, hey, I mean, so many of these men and women that you mentioned are so incredibly impacted by people like you, just like Larkin and others impacted you and you're and George Payne and others impacted you. It's a. It's a tight-knit group. It's a generationally tight-knit group, isn't it? It is. And, uh, you know, we all had the same same goal is to for the betterment of our community. And, uh, um, you know, you look back on that, and it's, it's uh, certainly a great feeling for me. So uh, are you excited? Are you excited about drifting off into the sunset? My wife's way more excited than I am, but uh, yes, I am. It's uh, like uh, I've said this a million times this week. It's time to, to allow new leadership here to to uh, take this organization to the next level. And and I'm certainly going to work closely uh, with whoever the new chief may be. And uh, uh, it uh, I look forward to seeing how what they do. You know, whoever sits in this chief chief's chair is going to do it their way. And I understand that. Uh, I uh, took over from George Payne, which was big shoes to fill. And uh, he took over from uh, Chief Hargrove, who uh, took over from Larkin. And so uh, it, uh, whoever the chief is, is going to do things their way. And uh, um, I, I, once again, I hope along the way I've, I've been able to uh, help some uh, leaders along the way. And, uh, and some of the ideas that I started here, uh, hopefully they'll carry on. And and like me, man, in retirement, you're going to spend a lot more time with your grandchildren, which you got a house full of them. That's going to be a lot of fun for you, isn't it? Yes, it is. Uh, I got uh, three granddaughters, and uh, they're in college. And uh, one is, uh, once again, a dispatcher DMR. The other two are going into the medical field. And I'm certainly proud of that. Uh, good, good for you. Hey, man, it has been an absolute pleasure. Not only to touch base with an old friend, but to also celebrate your your contributions, not just to Diablville, but to law enforcement across the coast. I wish you well. I wish you happiness and health in your retirement. Uh, stay busy. Stay active. That's the key to survival these days. Just keep moving. That's correct. That's correct. I'm going to try to do that. I've already got a list of honeydews that i got to do, so that's going <laughs> to take me a couple of months. <laughs> I got a few of those, too, man, even today. <clears throat> Listen, uh been a pleasure take care my friend and good god bless you and your family thank you rick i appreciate it have a good day this has been chief wayne payne from the the Iberville police department who is retiring it's been a pleasure have a great day and we'll see you tomorrow oh excuse me we'll see you after this break we'll see you after this break thank you a super talk mississippi media production